My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul in Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. May the force be with you! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin. I'm the other Josh. I'm also Josh. I'm Hunter. I'm Star. I'm Cap. I'm Christian. And we're back. The Bad Batch is back for a final season. Uh, before we get started, we would like to thank everyone that uh, that has been listening uh, to us on, on, on Patreon. Uh, and I know that some of us are excited to get back into the public eye so we're back outside the paywall guys yeah. <laughs> um yeah so no man uh this has been a long time coming i will say i was really excited to uh to see the uh kind of loading screen like of where it was the disney plus logo and it went through all the helmets and then it said star wars it was like we're yeah back. yeah this is so nice it's it was amazing. very cool we yeah. were so spoiled there for a while with a new Star Wars show, like yeah, every quarter, if not sooner. So no, it felt weird to go since so what it was middle of September one. when Ahsoka ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, and then also Star, happy late birthday! Belated happy birthday, Star! Thank you. I'm. I survived another trip around the sun. Cheers. This was spinning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, all right. So uh let's dive into these episodes. Um each episode was just under 30 minutes. They were just um, about 24 minutes each. Yeah. I know this because uh, Hunter and... texted me to time them as I watched them. Yes. So I knew how early to set my alarm for this morning to watch them before work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I tried to budget my time too and I was still late for class and as you should be. Yes. Look, class right. is constant. Bad Batch premiere is once. Yeah, I've right. only shown up on course <laughs> once, and it was my exam three days ago. <laughs> so it's yeah, not out of the uh, ordinary, but it was still not ideal. So the first three episodes are Confined, Paths Unknown, and Shadows of Tantus. And these first three episodes are actually very plot-driven. Yeah. Um, which yeah. I feel like this entire season uh, is going to be like that. Uh, just Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, they don't have As, much time. Finally. Yeah. yeah. We've got, what, 16 episodes? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the last one will debut on May 1st. So. Yes. Yeah. 501st so day uh... and my anniversary. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and how will I spend that day? I'll spend the entire day in the car. <laughs> because I'm driving to Anaheim. There you go. Uh, so we we open up on uh, on the... We don't know the planet, right? Like, we just know that the mountain is called Mount Tantus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So we open up with the area, and we have a... Uh, a, a a shuttle crash down, and then we just know they're fighting a creature, and the stormtroopers um, don't make it. What creature did we think that was at first? 
Like, did, do well, we think it was a creature that we knew or no? no I figured like, we knew animal. That correct. Uh, we do know the planet. It's called called Wayland. Okay. Wait, Wayland. Wayland. W e y l a n d. Oh, so it's an aliens reference. Yeah. Nice. Probably. Yeah. Uh, and we spend this episode uh, where it seems like it's directly after the season finale of season two of where uh, of where o- Omega has a lot of hope of escaping. And then um, she just kind of has like a work schedule and uh, and she's going uh, she's going back and forth and uh, uh, with. Uh, her sister now, which I think most of us were surprised by that, and we yes. still don't know that much ab- about her. And I know there was a rumor at the end of, uh, uh, at the end of season two, that that was actually the mother of Doctor Pershing and um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, the Mandalorian. So I was very interested to see if we got more details, but we really I, didn't get. Yeah, I yeah. I want to stop and talk about her for a second because yeah. like, it feels like there's way more it, it one. It's weird because she doesn't seem to have any connection to other clones at all. Like she's moved on from, from that part of her past. And she's totally, got a first and last name. I was just going to say the same thing. Like she has a, a full name. Like it doesn't, everything yeah. about yeah. her says I'm not a clone, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say it's something that I, I was sitting there watching and I noticed that the majority of the other scientists we saw that were not droids all looked a lot like I know yeah. too. But all all a little different, like different hairstyles to some extent, but they were all very like it's the same height, it's the same hair color, it's the same build, all yeah. in the same kind of glasses and uniform. And I so don't kind of like, oh, is there a connection between her and the rest of them? I maybe. I don't know. Maybe they just cloned their whole staff, you know, so they didn't have to like they have control over everybody and didn't want to deal with someone leaking information. Saves on HR. <laughs> she also brought up that at some point. I don't know. if Do we ever get it confirmed if she has the same accelerated aging as regular clones? We know next to nothing about her. Yeah, say, we don't really know anything we about know she she her. We know she has glasses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. likely that she has an accelerated aging, but at some point she was she left Camino and Hemlock took her under her. Very Do we know that she left Camino though, or could he have taken How her else away from Camino? If Hemlock takes her away from Camino, she's still leaving Camino. Yeah, okay. I see. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I think the the better question is along the lines of that accelerated aging question is if she's a sister to Omega and we know Omega is genetically tied to all the other clones, then Omega is not an anomaly because of her gender. I think and I'm sure we'll get to this. It Obviously. seems like yeah. Omega is an anomaly for other reasons. Yes. Yeah, yes. Right. Right. Yeah, yes. Right. For sure. Um yeah. and that's kind of confirmed in the last episode which yeah. I know yeah, a lot yes. of had suspicions. Finally. Some people really weren't yeah, some <laughs> uh, some people were kind of hoping that I wouldn't go down that path but no, I don't think this means at all that no. she is force sensitive. I I agree with Hunter. 
It 100% oh. does not mean it is at all. All no, they are checking totally for disagree. is that the M count remains the same and there's yeah. no degradation from the initial genetic sample. I don't think so, simply because yeah. you could be right, but it's Star Wars and yes. every Star Wars show has a, you know, force sensitive somebody, right? Yeah. And so for, Sorry. you know, it's not that I'm, I would be fine if she wasn't force sensitive. In fact, I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. But knowing that it's Star Wars, I think she would be. Yeah. I, we've we seen her do a bunch of stuff, like yeah. be able to randomly shoot stuff and hit it and like in the, what in the first season, and I don't remember what it was. Time. She did, but yeah, she used no time. Things, wait, wait. So, yeah. Back to episode one. <laughs> okay. Yes. We will get to that. And like I was gonna end. say, are we skipping around and talking about everything? Yeah. Okay. Apparently and we will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. So we uh we then uh we then cut to uh the scene of where we've got Omega taking care of the creatures called Lurka, and it's like a small wolf rat type. Uh, I mean, it's not like the howlers from uh, uh, from Ahsoka, but they look like the um, Josh, help me out. It's the creatures that the Tuscan Raiders have, but they massive, yes, they they kind of look like those, but they have like a lump on their back and and have a a horn crest thing, yeah, yeah, very pug like noses. Yes, I uh, and then Star Wars. We should be allowed dogs in Star Wars by now. They basically uh, dogs. Well, actually, we do see our like really our our first dog um, that actually looks like a real dog in Tales of the Jedi. It's that first episode of where another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Count Dooku and Qui Gon Jinn are going to that village, mm. and we have to do some oh, yeah. like walk that hound kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we then also see uh, this droid, which has it's not. I I don't think it's the same type of droid that we see in Rogue One, where it's kind of got like a it it has a cylinder head. Um, uh, but basically, it's that same head, but it's on this built droid. And the first thing I thought was, ooh. I guarantee that Hunter is going to be like, "Oh, that's cool," and pause it. And like, <laughs> it is like, a cool droid. I yeah. yeah, I think it's. You look at the design choices for the body. I think it's obviously meant to seem like it's a previous iteration of the K two series, except mm-hmm. for it being a K nine. 
Well, but like it's a you know what I mean. I know, but like but the thing for me that I loved was that it was K9 and its job yeah, was to or I guess I kettle. should just say K series. I don't yeah. so it's supposed to look like an earlier iteration of that, and so much in this yeah. this time period is supposed to look like oh, an earlier version of Empire. I mean it's it's yeah. very fallen order, it pulls out a stun baton and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did a really good job mixing um, the designs in Tantus between like kind of Kaminoan designs and then Empire designs. Like it was really yeah. fun to see like the data pads, the droids, the helmets. You were like, oh, yeah. I can totally see it going yeah. Empire, yeah. but not like yeah. fully committed yet. It yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah. 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 And I felt like, and maybe this sounds like a Josh thing to notice, but um, a lot of the sounds that they used for the machinery, for, um, yeah, I think, yeah, machinery mostly were kind of imperial sounding um mm. yeah they had that industrial feel yeah yeah, yeah. I, like I, I don't know how to how to describe yeah, the... it well but like republic era sounds are mm -hmm. often they seem more fine-tuned yes yeah and yes more like a whirring engine versus yes. a mechanical trudging yes. yeah. like a walker yeah or something. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. We also had, um, well, I mean, first we opened with a, a crashing ship, and we uh, we saw Imperial gunner helmets. Yeah, uh, yeah. We saw those guys on a very Imperial console with giant red and white buttons. Uh, that was really cool. Really cool to see the the Imperial gunners get their stuff before anyone else. Yes. Yeah, uh, and. We we kind of then have her go see Crosshair in his cell, and it's and it seems like Crosshair has kind of lost hope. He's like, uh, like if it happens where I escape, I escape. At this point, I, I really don't care. And then we see his hand kind of twitch. Which yeah. um, do we think? So do we think that's because of the blood that is being drawn out of him, or do you think it's because? Um, for some clones, some clones really weren't meant to uh, to outlast the war. So, do you think it's like a acceleration of his like of where like you know maybe his body's starting to shut down? Or? There's there's a line in the episode. It's either this. I think it's in this episode where they talk about some of the clones being less receptive to indoctrination yeah. and yeah. like brainwashing mm -hmm. than other yeah. clones. Yeah. And knowing what we know about the Empire and how they treat people they're trying to indoctrinate i wouldn't be surprised if the indoctrination process mm -hmm. is very much similar to the like torture han went through yeah and we know that han in the empire after he's tortured and gets thrown in that cell he's he's twitching like crazy mm -hmm. yeah so this is yeah. the similar kind of like you know he's a trained soldier supposed to be capable of withstanding torture yeah but yeah. it's indoctrination going wrong i wouldn't be surprised if it's manifesting itself in like a twitch yeah he also yeah. at this point in like the third season has a lot of specifically head injuries and brain damage from the ship, <laughs> yeah, from being roasted, from being hit in the head. So like even just like even compounding that with also then being tortured, it could just be I mean, he's been through a lot, you know. Yeah. So it could be both of those things yeah. combined. <clears throat> Especially because in um season two, we watched him just like grab his head all the time. Yeah. Like yeah. he would um like stuff would happen. He'd like grab his head. We even saw him do it in this first episode too, at one point. So, so yeah, the, maybe this is a good time to talk about it. 
Um, StarWars.com put out an article before this season came out, and I believe they referenced Crosshair's chip and whether or not it's actually there. Did you guys read that? I and did. You no, I remember hearing discussion about it. Let me... I'm going to bring up the actual article and read the quote um, so I don't misquote it. But just oh my to God, guys, he has sources. Just to discuss <laughs> while I'm looking it up, what are your opinions on it? On whether or not he has a chip? Yeah. Well, because we know that he, um, that he, told the actual crew and at the end of season one of, of where like I removed my chip a long time ago but in the right. back of my head I was like that's Did sus you? I really don't believe you yeah. I think it's still there I think that was your way of, of being like oh yeah guys I'm normal this is normal like come and join me like I man. think that was a very intentional dig at them being like oh you guys think you're special because you've come to this conclusion without a chip in my head yeah. I don't have a chip in my head and this is the right call mm-hmm. yeah. yeah whereas I, I I think if he doesn't I think if he has a chip in his head it's not his original chip mm-hmm. yeah I think it's something new that they're maybe trying to override because like those new sure. um like uh ex assassin class character clones yeah those ones are way more fanatical than we're seeing a lot yeah of other clones mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh-huh. So I think it's a case that they might be having an entirely separate, like, full personality override. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. So, I mean, bringing that up from season one, there's a whole scene where they're talking about enhancing Crosshair's chip. Yes. Um, and that could be a tie back to the X-Clone class where maybe that's something they did and they enhanced people's chips. And that's what made them maybe into the X-Class clones that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe they partially did it with Crosshair. They tried to do it with Crosshair, but we do know that like he has had his chip, if, even if it is removed or not removed, it was you know screwed with a bit. Yeah, it's been uh, messed with, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then while we're waiting for Hunter to find the article, um, I'm trying. They yeah, have like six uh, articles out for the Bad Batch right now. Oh wow! Yeah. I, so I did a uh, quick search. I didn't see anything about chip mentioned in any of. So we then cut to uh, to where like time has kind of passed, uh, and it looks like Omega is older. Her hair is longer. They did that um, so well. They did. Yeah. 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 Uh, and and we then kind of get the same scene that we saw before of where uh, of where Omega and Crosshair are passing each other in the hallway, but this time Omega doesn't even. Uh, give um crosshair a look so to me it's just like she is now in that kind of normal state of how she was on uh on on camino it kind of looks like she's getting back into the old groove of things because she's working directly with uh with nala say and then you can also see that something's wrong with nala say like as she's walking and stuff because they normally have good posture but but it looks like she's kind of getting worn down. She's probably working all the time. She's probably exhausted. She's probably um, depressed. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> uh, yeah, so we we are just kind of seeing everything kind of get into the groove of things. And then we also learned that uh, the now say has been throwing away the the blood samples that mm-hmm. uh, that they've been getting taken from Omega. And 
if they found out something bad would happen, which we'll get to, to episode three, which it looks like we have a, a lot to talk about that. Um, but uh, we, I was really in, intrigued by Project Necromancer because basically yeah. they yeah. are trying to justify that line from Rise of Skywalker, which is somehow Palpatine returned. <laughs> I, 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 I've come line, around to it. I've that line to it. still makes me so angry just it, because it's yeah. the old, it, as a result, every piece of Star Wars media we've gotten since has been like, how do we explain... He is down a shaft, and then the yeah. Death Star exploded. <laughs> the entire <laughs> thing went nuclear. Well, <laughs> just, that's because what we don't see is at the bottom of the shaft I is actually a localized it's... light speed point, and he falls through it. <laughs> I don't really think we have any reason to believe it's the same body. No, oh, no, 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 we don't. No. It's it's likely a clone body, and da 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 da. No. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a, a cool thing, and I like being. I'm okay with that line now because we're explaining a lot of what comes out of it and yeah. that's fine. They've made so much effort to try and to explain it. And I think that now the story is catching up to the place where I'm like, I'm actually enjoying where this is going. Um, having the combination through science and religion put together uh, for this whole necromancy project is really interesting to me. I think what would be cool is if they ever get to the point where they can show how his force essence is repaired or put inside this body when we yes. get to that point i think that's it's gone full circle and that'll be the proper end to it mm -hmm. but i think that combination of the two is going to be very cool on screen mm -hmm. yeah yeah i i uh i definitely agree um and we will definitely again all that will fall in in into the third episode because we see more like sith stuff and and um and we get a cameo from one of our favorite uh, Sith Lords. But we get to the part where o, uh, Omega is really leaning towards on her heartstrings and she ends up uh, freeing one of the Lurka. And how did we feel about that? Like of, uh, I mean, of where like... She, She's like still herself, but she's also kind of hiding that away in, in a way. Um, I mean, how did we feel uh, about her character development in this episode? It makes sense. It makes sense yeah. that after two months, because they say it's two cycles she's been gone, and looking at the number of hashes she's made, it equates to a little more than 60, I think, hashes total. And... Uh, it makes sense that like after like the first cut like the first week basically working there she's gonna be like okay i need to to play it safe and to play it cool and to keep my own identity still kind of like under the water under the surface because if i act out too much then emory is gonna reach out and like restrict me even further or um like the the main guy what's his name hey something michael jackson michael jackson yeah michael jackson because <laughs> still he's still doing the hand thing <laughs> Um, hemlock yeah hemlock but like he he's we see that he is not afraid to be like oh you're you know you you have a weak spot i'm just gonna torture the weak spot until you break yeah, yeah. i think from a storytelling yeah. perspective uh this little arc of omegas of you know 
trying to feed this one creature and then healing its wound and then eventually releasing it. Uh, all three of these episodes did honestly a quite solid job of having an individual story arc, an individual thing, however small, especially with this first one, while still having a lot of time for having character moments, showing us new areas and showing us just little bits. Like it's not filling in all the gaps. It's still letting your imagination fill a lot of it, which helps so much in storytelling. Um, These three episodes, I think were some of the most well-rounded and individualistic episodes that we've had in a row, especially. Last season, I think of uh, the main crosshair episodes, the one with Cody, yeah. the one with Mayday. Yeah. Those were some yeah. of the most individualistic episodes where I was like, I could actually just watch this one episode yeah. Yeah. and feel like it was a holistic story that still contributed. Yeah. And all three of these, I think, mm-hmm. did the extreme mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think overall, the especially the main point of the first episode was one, to show the monotony of the time that she's that omega is dealing with because it's the same routine in and out every day it's going to be the same we get that old like there's that you know you see her go through like she's she's collecting a little bit of straw from the kennel every time she's down there she makes her own tuca doll which was you know kind of heartbreaking that she made her own lula yeah that was they, very sad yeah they learned so much on how to show these characters and how they've lost and what happens when they are apart I'm, I'm reminded of the Mandalorian, or sorry, Mandalorian season 2.5, Book of Boba Fett, where if you rewatch <laughs> that series, Din is without Grogu for what, 30 minutes? Yeah, maybe. Like, not even an entire episode. Maybe. It doesn't feel like they were ever truly separated unless you remember what it was like to actually watch those episodes when they released. We felt that yeah. loss yeah. Yeah. In between seasons. But if you rewatch it, you still don't feel that loss. In this case, even if it's just these two episodes alone, yeah. You get to see what the batch react to this. Yeah. You get to see these characters alone. You yeah. see the monotony Omega's in. Yeah. And I think it really helps, especially on rewatchability. Yeah. Keep this story and these characters feel much more grounded and have the story feel much more impactful. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and we kind of get to the end of that episode uh um of where of where hemlock is saying like i mean you're going nowhere you are trapped like there is nothing that is going to change with your life right now and we ends with the shot of where omega is kind of staring out the window and you hear the uh you hear the sound of of the lurker that escaped and then the screen goes black and you're just like i want more and then you're like oh well guess what Here's two more episodes. So, yeah. 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 These episodes, every single one of them at the end, I was like, wait, no, no, that can't be the end. Like there has to be more. more. And there, there yeah. have been some episodes where I, I love all of them, but some of them I'm like, oh, okay. All right. But these ones were, these ones are great. Yeah. There, there's some episodes that end with a kind of like, oh, great. It's done. And I know, I think I remember like talking to some people in the audience after we had like left the, the screening. And a lot of people were kind of like, oh, that first episode felt very slow, but like slow in a way that it was like building tension. Yeah. Yeah, it should have. I'm like, good. It's supposed to be. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's super artful. I didn't know where to put this comment, but the the sort of bookends of the way that they show Omega going through this monotonous routine for this episode, it's really an artful episode. So I I thought it was, yeah, 10 out of 10. That was was good. Yeah. 
the yeah, Empire but... unable to have good plumbing. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> Plumbing's hard. Give him a break. Yeah. I like how Empire, I, no. when the commandos came in to check her room, like one of them bent down and looked at the sink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you mess with this? Are you the reason why it's dripping? <laughs> he walked yeah. in and he's like, Jesus, you live with this? Even mine doesn't do that. <laughs> So we then uh, get into episode two, with which is called uh, which is called Paths Unknown, and we open up on this structure which looks very similar to like um, to me. It really reminds me of like a nor a Norwegian structure. It's um, uh, uh-huh. it's it's uh, got like this kind of, of the, the stave church. In, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, awesome. yeah. Yeah, and we find out that uh, that it belongs to the Duran's family, and it and it was this character that was in season one of where he was trying to uh, move up in the underworld, and we see him again here for for a couple of minutes, and basically we then uh, kind of get this Flash Gordon type vibe of of where they have the ray shield and the trap door thing. And it's kind of like this old medieval times of where like, Ooh, if I don't like what you're saying, I'm going to press the button on the trap door, door, which is also (laughs) kind of like over at Jabba's palace as well. But it's just like, Oh, okay. Interesting. And they were doing it with a ray shield. So I thought that was a nice touch. Also, how cool Um, did the Deveronian enforcer costume look? I was just going to say the same. It was, I really like all that kind of stuff that they throw into episodes, which sometimes I end up really liking filler episodes because you see a bunch of cool stuff like this. And it was cool mm. that they just kind of snuck some fun world building. And that was like, it didn't have to be filler. It just worked for the episode. Yeah. yeah. And it and, wasn't an intense amount of it too. We got an establishing shot. We got a mm-hmm. little bit of character work. Yeah. Um, we had like a fun little opening. It was, it was a great introduction and a great, just like little bit of hints of like, Hey, this, this world is here. This is some of the yeah. stuff that goes on in the galaxy. Just uh, also there's more. Exactly. I also really liked getting the introduction of Hunter and Wrecker as mercenaries. Here they come. Yes. Yeah. And having instead yeah. of just being like, oh, like you get to see them as from someone else's perspective of here's mercenaries. There's just two of them. Their armor looks beat to hell. Yeah. Oh, and having so them introduced into the world of that kind of underworld situation as mercenaries you could just see nobody bats an eye like it's a very i don't know it's really cool to see how they fit into that world yeah um because like at one point you know the batch didn't really have a spot and now you just see i mean there's just two of them left and they seem to just slide in perfectly yep um yes and and their armor is banged up. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, is their armor has gone up. through hell yeah. since since the last time that we yeah. saw them. And yeah. that was like the first thing that, that really caught my eye. I was like, wow, like yeah. they're not really taking care of their armor anymore. Yeah. I think they're really distracted on their mission to like save yeah. an Omega. So they're not keeping up with everything. And yeah. I think if you look close over at the marauder at their ship too mm-hmm. you can also see they really haven't been keeping up with the weight with the maintenance there yeah. and that might be because unfortunately tech is gone so yeah. and and tech did a, a lot of that work on the ship too so that also shows how how yeah. big of an impact that tech had in their group and yeah and, and, yeah. and their brotherhood yeah. but mm-hmm. yeah so we then uh we then have uh hunter and wrecker uh 
kind of push this pike forward and this is the pike that actually cut off the horn of mm -hmm. duran mm -hmm. and and season one and then he doesn't get dropped in the pit so it seems like he's gonna have a more uh a more worse fate because of this pike like kind of embarrassed the family so I mean, they were kind get of getting oh yeah oh yeah so um and then we then discovered that that the that duran's family has uh has secret information of where the base is did we actually think it was gonna be the same base of where omega was or did you guys too think easy. it was going to be a different location yeah, yeah. too easy i yeah. also have like just a question too because they were at mount tantus before yes like do they not have that tracked in their ship's navy computer oh so i don't yeah. think so yeah. so here's my thing about that is oh, like yeah. i think i think they didn't right? realize yeah i mean and they're gonna be like yo we spent four months looking for omega and, and we knew she's yeah. here oh, yeah, that's oh, right, right, because, because hunter was captured right yeah. Yeah. Like, like, he should know to go get greg because yeah. right so they yeah. i guess know where it is but Guys, there was a huge Pogue Commando it? presence. The first appearance of TKs. Should we ever double check that location and see what the hell right? That's like that was yeah. the smart one. He's not there anymore. He <laughs> like he, he was the one that would have suggested that. Right. The collective IQ of, of that ship dropped to like I could count it on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> but well, yeah. that was just oh. an interesting thing, and like I get that they they weren't there. I forget if they actually saw Hemlock at all or would have any reason to know that so. he was there. No, we didn't have Hemlock till season two. Did he not yeah. show up at the end of He's at the no. very end of season uh, one? No, he, yeah, he walked in at the end. Yeah. But it was like the last scene. I but, remember because I mean, we all kind of went, oh, who's no, this clown? His first appearance was Metamorphosis in season two. Yeah. Really? Huh. Yeah. I, I, yeah. No. Yeah, I, I was going to say he, he was not just in the last episode be, because... He was there um, at the meeting where there was Director Krennic and, and and those other officers, which was like the second to last episode. And then he was in the episode before that because uh, because of Crosshair was there and stuff like that. So mm. he definitely had like a, a presence like throughout the season. It wasn't just mm. that one episode. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. But it's still one of those things where it's like we know that this is very high up in Imperial new developments. And in an investigation, the first that you check what you already know, you know, and they're, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's interesting. We need 16 episodes and we're almost a quarter of the way through already. Yeah. 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 And maybe if they yep. established, and I guess like we would, we assume and we know that there's tons of other Imperial bases. So it's like, we have no idea which one, you know, she's at, but still, yeah, you would think they'd check it. That's interesting, Hunter. I had not yeah. thought of that. Yeah, and maybe they're actually going to do what Josh just said. They're going right. to get there and be like, hey, wait a minute. Wait, wait a dang minute. Yeah. <laughs> We've been <laughs> here before. If they don't, I'd be honest. I feel like even if they played off comedically, that'd yeah. be great. Yes. If they don't yes. mention yeah. it, they're just yep. asking to get memed. Yeah. Yep. I yep. mean, yep. it is entirely possible that that is something they are intentionally doing because it creates the discourse Sure. Um, and also might be a uh, they forgot that they've done it before. Yeah. 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 
Well, and with how rushed, you know, I feel like going from season two to season three has been, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know anything about the writing process of this, but I don't know if there was like a potential for another season in here at some point that has gotten cut. You guys probably know more than me, but you know, maybe there was something in there that would make that make more sense. I know it was pitched as three seasons and they were given was one it? season and then the okay, second well, two were based off the success of season one. Yeah, okay, well. Hmm. Either way. I, I, I know this because yeah. that's what we were told. Okay. <laughs> so they go... They go to fight the flood. In this yes. Episode. yes, yes, that is exactly. What we were like, hang okay, on. Yeah. We literally about died. We were like, it's the flood. <laughs> like we not only yeah. get the disgusting sentient vines, we yes. then get flood spores. We yes, get popcorn that they yes. shoot. Yes, yes. the jump towards their die. faces. Yes, the same. Way. The same. It was the same. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. I would love to point out the fact that five, like six of us know what's going on. Yes. Hunter down below is making a I was them. just going to say this because to <laughs> me, I was like, oh, it's an alien reference. No. I mean, yeah, it's the same. It's both. That works. alien reference inherently, but it's so yeah. no, But it's to me, who doesn't alien. have that background, it just felt like alien. Because we got yeah. the flood and we also got a halo ring in Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 We're not careful. This podcast is going to become the Halo stuff podcast. A little bit of crossover, which is oh. very interesting. But, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I know. Yeah, you do. So good. And did Daniel Logan return? Yes. Yes, yes he did. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. voiced all of them. Was you know, it all? Not, they are yeah. two different I thought it was just no. yeah. I thought it was just he Mox. Oh, was it just the one? I thought it was, was I lot. thought he did all of them at first too. Oh. Because they all sound super, super similar. I they thought do. they just like tone shifted his voice or something for the other oh, nope. two. I don't know. I thought he just is. Yes. Because of that one main clone that kind of seems like the leader yeah. of yeah. the two. He's that Daniel. definitely sounded like Daniel Logan. Yes. But yes. the thing that I wanted to talk to you yesterday about Hunter, uh, about that clip I, I was I was telling you about was if you listen to it of, of where the two clone cadets are walking, that doesn't sound like anything like Daniel Logan, in my opinion. So no. uh, so I was like, oh, yeah. did they just not have Daniel Logan come back? But then you hear Daniel Logan's voice and a different clone cadet. So it was like interesting that they didn't just do what they've always done, where they've had one person voice all the clones. Right. So I thought so that was probably really just interesting some choice. little cameo by someone. No, yeah. they had uh, the kid from Deadpool 2. Oh, wait. oh my god! Oh yeah! Okay, Russell, yeah. baby, that was him. Julian Denson. He vote. He voiced Deke. Okay. Oh, no way. Daniel that's Logan. awesome. Huh. Or Kiwis. That's fine. That's yeah. wow. Well, that huh. would be accurate. I mean, there's yeah, there's cool. things. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he voiced both of the other young clones. He voiced. He voiced. Oh, did he? Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So only Mox, wow. the leader, young yeah. cadet, was voiced by Daniel Logan. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Huh. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we then kind of discover of what happened on 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 the base and uh, and where like these clone cadets were on Camino, uh, and then they got transported off. We probably saw them uh, at the end of season one of 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 where they, they were evacuating all of them, but basically they survived when a lot of others didn't and they've been stranded uh on that planet since then in this jungle planet uh and they 
uh, and they're telling Hunter and Wrecker, like, there's no really real way to f- figure out of what you got to do for your mission. It's a lost cause. But Hunter and Wrecker, like, nah, we, like, have to see this through. So they end up going back to the ship. They put Gonky on Wrecker's back. And and I'm like, all right, cool. I'm, so, I'm not building it. I'm not building it. <laughs> nope, nope. Come on, Chris. You uh, should. That'd be so cool. <laughs> you no, I'm not. I'm legs. not already figuring out how much you know fake nylon strapping I need to build. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Yep. So they end up going. Yeah, oh, that would be funny. All right, Hunter, go uh, ahead. So, thanks to our friend Andy who sent it to me because I couldn't find it on StarWars.com, and he's listening right now. <laughs> It's the article with the producers uh, who interview or who are interviewed for that, um, who mentioned that his chip has definitively been removed. What? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, it kind of, uh, it makes sense. It, sense. That it has to be. I mean, he disobeys all the Yeah. Yeah. He's a little too innovative. When is the question? Honestly, I don't think it matters one. Because I think oh, it if, if it's if no, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure it does. Because we see that even let's let's say it's not removed until the end of season 1 start of season 2. That means he still makes all the actions he makes in season 2 of his own choice. If it's at the start or midway through season 1, then we know that he's been doing he's been on you know, he's had his own natural progression. We see with Rex when Rex still is chipped that he goes full hardcore mm-hmm. Warrior 66, but he's able to fight it because of his yeah. loyalty to well, himself personally. Yeah. All of the Bad Batch clones do not react the same way to their chips. And actually, yeah, another right. article on StarWars.com says the same thing that their chips just don't work the way they're supposed to. Right. Yes. Right. Are. Yeah. Because they invested in special clones that didn't invest in special chips. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, that's just bad RD, guys. (laughs) Well, because I think, uh, I think Hauser is a fine example of that too. Mm -hmm. uh, Um, because he was not acting like the other clones when when he should have, like, he which I think he was kind of treating that normal at some point until he got to the point where he's like, nope, no more, and then he uh, kind of started a rebellion and then he was with like rex and them which i'm expecting to see hauser again uh but yeah so uh we then get to the base that has been taken over these plant creatures which the first thing that popped in my head too was the flood i was like yeah "Yeah, this is is very similar but this is not the first um plant uh type creature species in star wars because recently in the high republic we actually got this plant species called the the drengear uh and uh and it's these plant monsters that have lived for thousands of years and they kind of have like a sith affiliation too and it's it's very interesting but these were made in a lab so this Mm -hmm. is just hemlock just doing weird experiment Mm -hmm. things and um and he kind of created the species uh which is what it sounds like and uh um and the clone cadets were calling them sl- they were calling them slithers right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah slither vines yeah. yeah so but yeah and they go through this base and and there's like this kind of tar on the ground and i feel like if they fell in it was game over and then um but yeah no i 
I love the whole aspect of it, of where I kind of went back to the episode in season two of where it was like the alien themed episode of, uh, of where uh-huh. they had the, um, the, the Zillow beast thing, like yeah. of, of having that. And it just kind of felt like you were entering that kind of realm of being like something could be popping up around the corner and that would try to eat you or kill you. So yeah. I was like, Oh, nice. Yeah, and this season to me feels like it's definitely going to be the darkest out of all the seasons. It was because very, we're oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very curious was, to see where this is going. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was yeah. wondering when I was watching that episode, it made me think of the fact that they were talking about like the Empire's been doing bunches of tests on like everything, and they mentioned this in yeah. episode three a little bit too, but I won't go into that. But like they talk about, oh, well, we've done tests on all these exotic species and stuff, and it made me remember the episode in Clone Wars where um, the Separatists are testing out their um, their weapon against the clones. Well, not just the clones, but like just like all life is going to get destroyed right there. Oh, uh, the defoliation. Yes. 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 And it made me wonder, yeah. like, where was Hemlock during the Clone Wars? Right. Like, was he yeah. working for the Separatists? Was he like, like involved in some of this like mm-hmm. crazy research? Because you can see the Empire's just taken off with all this scientific research to just make, make plants evil I, and all this sort of stuff and it made me think back to like some of the ties they brought up in the clone wars with that yeah. i'm pretty uh, sure at that point he was probably getting his graduate degree from evil scientist university oh yeah that's right hey, hey, man, I'm a co-worker of dissertation <laughs> he's a colleague he's a yeah. peer yeah. yeah somebody tells me you didn't review his journals ah uh, yeah. i mean i couldn't tell you <laughs> yeah so i uh, so the so the clone cadets that did not go with the rest of the group were debating on on stealing their ship and they are kind of reminded of of they are soldiers like they are still the good guys even though they went through this uh traumatic experience so we then cut to where they are going through the base they're getting chased and then they're kind of stranded and then you have the other clone cadets come through on the shuttle uh and then you have them kind of climbing up and then you see the sarlacc type creature i don't think you know the name (laughs) of it uh but that was a trailer shot uh from uh from star wars celebration Mm -hmm. that josh and i saw that we didn't see and the trailer that was released to the public so Mm -hmm. i was curious good to see that that it's also pretty funny because it's like we saw a lot from that we saw in those we saw a lot from those trailers that we saw at celebration yeah. here and just these first three episodes which makes oh, yeah. me go yes. mm, there's a lot more to see i mean i, I think right. we very intentionally went let's let's yeah. use as much early footage as possible yeah there's a couple I, things the only, yeah y- yeah the only are, shot that i remember not seeing is is of commander wolf so i am yes. waiting for that i was just gonna say that i am yeah. so yeah. that. i did yeah. Maybe this is a good time to bring it up. I was very surprised about how far things progress in just these first yes. three episodes. Yes. Yep. yep. And I I mean we're not to jump ahead, but with Omega and Crosshair escaping at the yep. end of episode three. Yeah. Yep. I did not expect that to happen so soon. I so maybe know. it ends up no, they I get brought either. back. Um or but we'll talk about that yeah yeah. as we get to the next episode (laughs) yeah 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 uh and we then kind of end uh the episode of where they are on the ship and they 
and they talk to the clone cadet saying, you know, we have a place where we can keep you safe and that and they're referring to the planet of of Pabu. Uh, yep. So I'm excited Tomorrow, uh, to another podcast. Hashtag Pabu life. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I'm definitely excited to go back there because that place was so peaceful. And I know yeah. that wasn't like a mainstream episode, but it was just yeah. like, it was really nice to see the entire, like yeah, just kind of chill and relaxing. It's a cool um, concept. I do want to yeah. say too, I thought it was cool that the loyalty of the bad batch members to each other, specifically to Omega is what persuaded the younger clone yeah. to have a change of heart and actually come back and save them. Um, that I think, obviously, Star Wars in general, one of the central themes is family and like family connection and yeah. what you do to your family. Yeah. Um, that's one of my favorite parts about the Bad Batch as yeah. a group. Um, and I thought it was really cool that that was a, it was like a relevant in universe theme, yeah, as yeah. well as being a show theme. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, and the other thing is is that we know that the Echo did go back to Rex, and mm-hmm. and they are mm-hmm. still fighting the good clone fight. So my guess is eventually we'll see them come back. And this was kind of a prediction from. Uh, from most of our group, I think the last season of where they will storm Mount Tantus with like a bunch of clones. So hopefully, hopefully Delta squad will be there. Um, uh, (laughs) We will see commander Cody. We will probably see Wolf. We'll see a bunch of clones that we haven't seen in in a while. Some clones might not make it. I want to know what happens to Cody because we did the one short little snippet of what's going on with him. Um, And then nothing again, but yeah. I yeah. just want Rex and Cody to reunite. Yes. I think that's Same. like a big yeah. thing. That would be that. a good um, reunion. Yes. There was this episode in Star Wars Rebels of where we kind of get like a Clone Wars um, kind of themed episode of where they fight droids yes. uh, on, yep. on, on this one planet. And then Rex gets knocked out and he wakes up and he thinks Cody is there, but it yep. ends up being Kanan. Yep. So yeah. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like yes. I want that yeah. reunion. Yeah. Because that's been a big thing for, for most of us fans of the Clone Wars yes. and Revenge of the Sith is what happened to Cody? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, after those events. And we and we got a small t- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Keys. In season two of the Bad Batch, yep. so I'm ready to actually see what happens because yeah. he's not in Rebels, nope. And the Bad Batch aren't really in Rebels, so it's nope. like, what's uh, what's going on there? But yep. we didn't make us sad, yeah. Don't do it, <laughs> yes. So we so, so we end the episode and then we go back to um, uh, to the planet w- Wayland, right? Yeah, yeah, Wayland, yeah. Yeah, so we go back there, and then uh, we have news that a 
special guest is is arriving and i think most of us were like it's got to be the emperor yeah. i mean yeah i had small hopes it was max rebo but it's fine. oh my god <laughs> um, <laughs> i mean yeah, yeah. No, no, clearly he's doing his like you know military base tour to you know support yeah. oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so uh the big fascist so, max rebo is <laughs> yes and they then talk about project necromancer before the emperor comes and um, and this is really cool because we actually got that uh name drop before which was near the end of season three of the mandalorian mm-hmm. uh which again all of this including stuff in the mandalorian and soak and all that stuff is all leading up to um uh to the obsession that palpatine had with cloning it all started in the clone wars it some of it happened in the galactic civil war and then it happens and the sequels so it's like all of this is leading up to that and it's really showing you of of that of the emperor's goals which was to rule the galaxy um uh and then to you know live forever and this is kind of the stepping stones leading to that uh don't forget also one of the big cloning goals from last season that we had in the episode metamorphosis one of the best episodes because all the commando action uh, was the Zillow Beast, which yeah. there is yes. Beast on Tantus. Yep. We don't know if that's you know that could be what they're seeing with Project Necromancer that we could it like because we know mm-hmm. the connections are well. Yeah. But like, if we get some, I part of me has a feeling that we're going to see the Zillow Beast return in this season, and we're going to get the true cap to that storyline. So Hemlock specifically mentions a he calls it like the exotics lab or I would assume that's where the the Zilla Beast is. Same with the origins of the the Slithervine thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So there's probably like a whole little lab where it's basically just trying to make living biological weapons. Right. Weird things. For sure biological yeah. horrors yeah yes uh and we then have the emperor show up he uh, uh he go. lands and and it reminds me of the scene from return of the jedi of where he shows up on on, on yes. the death Star and he's like yeah everything is going as i have foreseen yeah. and you're just like yeah. oh okay all yep. right so it's <laughs> i just love that vibe and uh and then we um have as that's happening and, and, and the emperor is kind of doing his tour of the facility, um, uh, you have you have that scene with Omega and Nalise of where Nalise is like, listen, if I, they do test your DNA, something is, is, yeah, like hey, something. language. Oh, Whoa. <laughs> I, before we move on, I don't want to glaze over the fact of how cool it was to see Royal Guards. Yes. Yes. Very yes. Cool. Yes. Yes. The way they just basically glide down the yeah. ramp and are yeah. like, all right, we're going to stand here yeah. and look super freaking cool. Yes. It is. Yes. You know what was more respectful of the Emperor was all the commandos going, except for Scorch, going, huds off, boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no blue lights for the Emperor. Nobody yeah. scanned him. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, we don't uh, want to know. As far uh, as and, he goes, we're all TKs. He's geriatric. Just don't move. And he's just <laughs> uh, and th- this wasn't our first time that we actually saw the 
the the royal guards and this animation style because we did see them in and the lost missions episode uh in the clone wars of where uh yeah of where you got fives where he actually goes to coruscant and all that stuff so um when he tries to assassinate the chance you're right yep i yeah. forgot about that that's clearly what he's doing right really clearly mm-hmm. yeah. i also i forgot to mention this back when we were talking about episode one but one of the things that really caught me was seeing a laboratory environment with the Kaminoan in it, but it was only one Kaminoan. Yeah, I really felt how slow her speech and her movements were. Like yeah, this grace with everything that she did. Yeah. I mean, still Iowa bait, but like there is there's something yes. very special yes. about yeah. seeing that dichotomy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we then get to the scene of where Omega actually starts to plan the escape and and she uh she like has a plan but the thing is pretty much a like it's like all plan is generous by the seat of her pants yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so uh so she then gets down all the way to the to the detention block uh and talks to crosshair and the crosshair is shocked he's like oh you have a plan and then she's like no ish not really and um. then, yeah yeah and uh uh and then crosshair is doing this distraction thing of where he's like hey let me out of the cell i want your blaster and all that and then we finally get some action and yeah. then she presses the button opens the cell and crosshair just beats the crap out of them yeah we're like let's go finally yeah and then they are uh they are slowly just they're slowly making their way out and they get to the area of where the uh of where the of where the creatures were and uh and they also take down that droid and i bet hunter like shed one tear for that scene but um, yeah, i wasn't too attached <laughs> to him yet <laughs> yeah and the only um, thing you'd uh, seen of him was him being mean to a dog so exactly yeah, yeah. Had, had they just taken out an astromech droid that'd be oh, worse thing well one of the dogs well, there is that scene of where Omega does kick that mouse droid so that mouse droid doesn't that go. Was actually, that was a great scene. That was hilarious. That was, <laughs> that was so great. Fun. And, and the mouse droid is like, uh, 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 and then just what? runs into the door. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. No, uh, I I loved the crosshair escape scene partially because I love how, you know, you kind of get the, we all think from the trailer, but he's probably going to rejoin the batch. But I really love how he doesn't sacrifice being an absolute jerk. Um, the way that he talks to her and he's just like, oh, this is ridiculous. I'm like, he's just an absolute jerk. Cause I was kind of like, oh my gosh, is he going to be like soft now? Is he? No, no. He's no, just the so same jerk soft. he's been the whole time. And I'm like, I love this. Like, please leave us with this jerk of a guy. And I really was happy to see that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and before they actually escape, uh, the, uh, you you have the doctor like she like walks up and then she's like hey listen this is a mistake just go back yeah. to your cell and uh and they're like nah you're crazy <laughs> we have to go and then they uh and and then they end up uh then they end up stunning her and and then they actually end up do escaping and then as this is happening y- you've got hemlock which is just talking talking things up with the emperor he's like mm-hmm. hey you know if this works out yeah. Is there a way I can get this promotion? Yeah. Like, what's yeah, going he on here? And that, 
yeah, yeah. And, uh, and 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 then the Ember's like, and like, listen, in all due time, just just take it easy, relax. But chill, girl. But chill. You, right, right, exactly. And there's also this room that we haven't talked about yet, but it's where the operation is happening, and the and the floor is all red and like black, and it's got like the Sith line. So yeah. there's some Sith magic probably happening with it too, which mm-hmm. kind of ties in into like the Emperor, like somehow trying to figure out how to put his soul into a working like a, like a working body in the future and we know that he succeeds and this is what and we'll definitely talk about it near the end but to me it i don't think omega is gonna make it at, like throughout the season i i i, I think you're kidding is going to, oh, I, no, I, no, I, you I, didn't see that no coming? no 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 we know how the team comes back no, I am so talking about I'm talking about Omega. I don't think you, she's gonna make it. You think she's gonna die? Season. Yes. Yes. Bro, no, she is a kid. This is a show for kids. She I, is, no, she's oh, a, that's a fair okay, statement. I'm sorry. Statement. Oh, I'm sorry. So there's no younglings that ever died in Star Wars. Okay, so shut sorry. up. That's really different. <laughs> they weren't no, main characters, all right. That's true. She does have main character armor. Yeah, she does. I would be less surprised if the whole rest of the batch died and Omega was the only one that survived. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he's who carries on that legacy. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Everybody else, nobody's well, safe. So, but okay. She's safe. The way I, I, I look uh, at it is it's really very difficult for them to fit it in because we know Palpatine returns. And also if Omega does survive, let's say she survives and she's on her own, whatever happens at the end of the season, she's free. Mm-hmm. Omega yeah. has no aging factor. Why would she not? She has shown a immense love for her brothers. Why wasn't she with Rex, Wolf, and Gregor on the ATT? Because maybe there's more of her clone brothers. Yeah, that's out. possible. That's possible. And maybe the clones surviving this Siege on Tantus is going to be the next. Oh, and this clone also, this Jedi also survived Order 66. <laughs> right. That might be yeah. the next Oops. thing. Um, right. But I, yeah. I, fitting these characters into the narrative that we currently have laid out, I think is going to be extremely difficult for them to do. Right. I also I, want to touch on the appearance of Scorch. This dude is able to go into the he most runs. important cloning room. Like, remember, probably yeah. this is the most important thing in the entire empire. And Scorch <laughs> is just standing there looking <laughs> at it with his HUD on. He's probably cracking jokes under his helmet. And he probably literally singing to himself. But we have this character that's been used as eye bait for years now. Yeah. And he has the highest clearance I think any yes. clone has ever been given. Yes. And the rest of Delta yeah. Squad's just gone. <laughs> Oh. And he like runs everything on Tantus too. Like it's like, oh, do this thing. Like, and he's, I mean, he's, like, he's, he's head of security okay. by the looks of it. He yeah, literally... no, he's absolutely he's head of security. Yes. But that yeah. makes me wonder, like one, like even if I don't, I'm past the point of wanting them to show up. I just want to know where they are. Did yes. they die? Just are they like they're are they safe? Are they all? Right? Are there separate security <laughs> heads? <and> different <laughs> <things>? <laughs> I what if they all come back? During Where's the Rachel Rachel Revolution, yes. and they're yeah. like, "Scorch, you're a dick. Why are you still here?" <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be that'd be quite. And I, he's I just like hilarious Hello. to have them like 
Thor drop in Wakanda as like the Empire's reinforcements against Captain Fanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just oh, wanted man. to bring up the fact that within the realm of the most important scientific advancements yeah. or just or technological advancements in the history of the Empire. We have Scorch is just there. Just, yeah. Yeah, he's just standing there. there. He's just fine. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, so, uh, okay, so we then, Wait, uh, we then move, we move on, okay, all right, room, what do you guys think is in the tank? Do you think we're going to see a Snoke or a previous iteration of Snoke or some identifiable thing mm-hmm. in that tank? Yes. I mean, plot twist, we're going to get a render of a character that looks like Ray. What if he's trying to clone Anakin? That, that would be because, neat. because he was like, Anakin was the most powerful Jedi. I yeah, think yeah, he is the highest the, the, the ultimate, yeah. the ultimate apprentice at the in the palm of his hands. This is like yeah. my wild theory that I haven't heard anyone talk about. It's like <laughs> you know, shoot, throwing darts at a board. He had the most powerful being in the galaxy as his apprentice, and then lost him. I think think he would if he had already figured out cloning for himself, but he's too narcissistic to focus on something other than himself. Yeah. That's a very good point. And I I think you are very much closer to the truth. However, like spitball is, you know, what's the big surprise for us? It'd be neat because that would explain him being like, I want to be able to clone Anakin, get all of his end count, into this thing. That's why I want no yeah. degradations. Get the most midichlorians ever registered in a living being transferred to this clone, and then I can put my consciousness into a young Anakin Skywalker's and count clone and be the Which most powerful being in the galaxy. Checks out for what yeah. you want. Yeah. Uh, so we have them escaping in the jungle. Uh, we have found the uh, ship that, well, before we get to the ship, we have this troll type creature that's it's like, like a you know, angry bear. Yeah, just yeah. An owl bear. That's what I was just gonna say. It's like an owl bear. Or oh, like, yeah. It reminded me of those weird sort of griffin things in the yeah. Jedi Crash episode of season yeah. one. Of the Clone Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. And I thought the design was very interesting. It's got like yeah. these like like bright green eyes, and it's yeah. So I don't think we got a name of it yet, but I'm waiting for that. But weren't they red? Um, are they? Because I thought, eh. well, you know what? I think if, is down. Yeah. So yeah, but I mean, either way, they have very intimidating eyes. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, so we then have, uh, as that's happening, we then have Omega and Crosshair get to the ship. The ship is not in great condition. I don't think it's going to take off. Um, so at this point, I was like, oh, there's no way that they're escaping yeah. off planet. There's mm-hmm. there's no way. They'll end up getting captured and, and getting brought back into the thing. But then a shuttle comes over. You, you have the stormtroopers come down. You you have a clone commander come down and then you have the, the uh, dog creatures like come in and then that just starts chaos. Yeah. And then I love how before the fight starts crosshair is like, did 
Uh, do they teach you? you? Seventy two. Yeah. Right, and I love that because uh, she was like, "Oh, of course!" Like it was the main thing that they wanted me to learn. Like, and and she was referring to tech. And then yeah. Crosshair kind of rolls his eye, eyes, and he's like, "Yeah, of, of course he would do that." Yeah. And then yeah. and then they get into battle, and it's like, "Oh my gosh, this is great! This is fantastic!" Yeah. And then Crosshair the fight going on. The lights out of a commando. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, that was really, really cool. So that was that was cool. Really cool. Yes. Yeah. That was really cool to see. Um. Uh. Of like more damage in uh, uh, in this animation style. So yeah. the fact yeah. that they that small detail was pretty cool of where the helmet yes. gets whacked against yeah. the tree and then the lights go out and you're like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, I really so appreciated I, how like the whole episode, I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, crosshair has like a shaky hand and like, is he going to be able to like do anything anymore? And then he completely he like, cleaves the clock yeah. of a commando in full armor. And you're just like, mm, okay. Yeah. Just cause you're wearing yeah. that fancy armor. Done. He hits the commando's head hard enough into a wall to knock out the HUD. You are more superior than your common brethren. Knocked out with your head against a rock. Oh man. Concussions still aren't fixed with the commando helmet. And then we have the scene of where the creature that Omega saved in the first episode comes back and returns the favor. And uh, and then as that's happening, she ends up uh, uh, taking up the zip line thing up to the ship, takes out the pilot and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, OK, did not really did not see this coming. And uh, and then the fight continues on the ground. Crosshair gets in the mm-hmm. ship. The dog creature gets in the ship. And then they start taking off. Oh, and wait. then we right, waiting. What? Oh no, I was gonna say the best scene was Omega absolutely <laughs> lighting up those oh, TVs. Yeah. Yeah. She like, just spin went and for just it. blast them. Yeah. And I was like, oh my okay, girl. Well, no, Crosshair was still using stun. Right. I know yeah. he normally she, does that too. People... But then she's like actually firing on them. I was like, okay. Well, a shuttle doesn't exactly have a stun setting. No, no, like yeah, that's but she didn't go like no, this even is with your the blaster rifle shot. beforehand. Yeah, uh, no. yeah, rifle beforehand. She's already using you know lethal yes. projection. The only yeah. Per- yeah. last person they stun is Emery. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah, shot right. after that is a kill shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and they're at that point though where there's not that many clones left right. so yeah. the yeah. only clones yeah. left are, are are the republic commandos and yeah you've yeah. also seen like how far they've come from season one of where they were trying to stun every clone to right. yeah. at yeah, this point the clones have kind of died out yeah they're like blood is being drawn they're being tortured so at this yeah. point most clones don't exist anymore unless they're special yeah. forces yeah um so they start to escape they they have the they have the V wings. Uh, they end up taking off and they start chasing the shuttle away. I for sure thought it was going to get shot down and they would get brought back to base. But then yeah. uh, the D the DNA test comes on through and we find out that uh, Omega has a strong M count, which we all know means metachlorine. Ah, no, no not what they say. Strong M count. No. What they say right. is that the M count transfer does not degrade. Yeah, it means whatever no. initial That's sample being looking. added to the clone blood is not diluted by Omega's blood. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I thought that meant that. It does that, not mean okay. she has an F count. What it means is that mm -hmm. she, whatever, however, the midichlorians normally are red in blood. Her yep. blood does not then dilute it right. the way you would yes. normally think of adding like water to something to dilute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. However, I still think back to what I was saying <laughs> at the very beginning here. I still don't think that necessarily means she's not force sensitive because I don't. It, it's. I don't think it's inclusive either. No, way. right. It's so, not. It's not. So there. But I yeah. think it definitely does not prove that she is. No, yes. it doesn't prove anything. Yeah. Say that she, it means she is. If yeah. she is force yep. sensitive, I would say she's force sensitive the way that Han Solo is force sensitive. Yeah. Han Solo describes being light, like force sensitive enough would to where it adds she's him. Force sensitive, like. Like force huh? force sensitive to the point where Han is force sensitive because Han is force sensitive enough, according to old George Lucas commentary, to where it affects his ability to be a, like a naturally good shot, a naturally good yeah. pilot, sure, but not enough to make him a Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure. I, yeah. Part of the reason I wouldn't want her to be is because yeah. it doesn't feel like it's been set up that way. No, it doesn't. Like other character. So you think about. Like Anakin in episode one, there are more things that like set it up that make it yeah. very obvious that, oh, yeah. he, like he is going to be force sensitive. Or you think of yeah. other characters where that's where the storyline is trending. There are more explicit hints yeah. Yeah. and more yeah. explicit moments that would be personal to Omega yeah. with her being like, oh, I feel something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, yeah. you know, this story is she... a clone story. It's not a story about Jedi, yeah. and so I hope it stays with the Me clones. too. I hope she's so. not more sensitive for I know that. to some yeah. people, like, Jedi are Star Wars to them. Yes. But for me, like Jedi have never been my favorite part of Star Wars. Same, not same. that I don't like them at all. They're just right. not my favorite part of Star yeah. Wars. And it would feel yeah. like a disservice to the purpose of specifically this season, if not yes. all of the Bad Batch, yeah. which is to, mm -hmm. to to tell the story of what happened to the clones, where they yeah. all go. Yep. Yeah. I think actually it was, uh, I believe it, I was listening to the, it was a roundtable interview with one of the producers. Um, was it Brad? No. Brad? Um, I forget her name. Um, but oh, it, yeah. There's a podcast roundtable interview where a bunch of different podcasts were asking questions. Um, and she specifically mentions that as being the purpose of mm -hmm. the Bad Batch and like mm -hmm. the goal of the show from the outset is to tell what happened to the clones and yeah. where Does they all go. Her being force sensitive change anything towards a clone story it doesn't necessarily mean that she has to be a Jedi. Yeah. Just that she is force sensitive and that's what gives a value or like it raises the stakes in the fact that she is force sensitive or her blood is. Mm -hmm. um, and that is the main reason of why we're, she's such a valued like target. Right. Yeah. Not totally, but I think it does to an extent. Right? I think it degrades it a little bit. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to put it. I think that like, as it stands right now, having her just like have a, have a good, like non-degrading metachlorian count 
what it does is it puts the shift on cloning is important, mm -hmm. right. which is yeah. the story of the clones. Like, right. why are they here? Yep. Why is, yep. and it's like, ooh, cloning is important yep. rather than force sensitivity is important. I think right. that keeps the stories in. I don't know. Yeah, it's on the cloning side. Well, the cloning yeah. side. I think you said it perfectly. I think the whole, all, a lot of these pieces, it's all like a big, like Lego pieces coming yeah. together so that the yeah. emperor gets to this point of cloning, yep. which her being force sensitive doesn't need to happen. Right. However, I still think, yeah, like them being like, hey, hers doesn't degrade. Like that's another piece that has to yeah. be added yeah. and yeah. it makes yeah. her valuable. It builds a yes. new story, not as she's force sensitive. Story. Right. Yeah. And I, right. and I think that can be a really valuable piece even if mm -hmm. she is not force sensitive, right. but just of the fact that she is the perfected clone. Yeah. 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 She, she creates the avenue for Palpatine yeah. to clone himself. Right. Yeah. yeah. I do personally think they are, they have set up a lot of things that show that she is in the terms of the same way, like, it's to do with animals. It's to do mm -hmm. with the emotional side. It's not like actually moving things. Mm -hmm. Like Ahsoka mm -hmm. showed that hers is far stronger. I yeah. understand right. that. Um, but Sabine's want like version of force sensitivity was never hinted at, and it was never that right. strong. So in this, yeah. I'm kind of like, I'm That's okay with point. her being able to. Yeah, it it would be much less shoehorned. Sure. But it would still feel like it was. It's lessening you know, for you guys, yeah. Yeah, there is so, also that she is one of two pure genetic copies of Jango Fett. We know for a fact that she's not an altered clone. Yeah, yeah. from tech. So I'm yeah. inclined to trust yeah. it more than most. Yeah, which that's still <laughs> interesting to me as to why Omega is female and. Is still a perfect genetic clone or unaltered, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know how science works. We'll see some of it, and <laughs> there is always the point of you know the force manifests in yeah. what have you, no matter if they're yeah. the same or different. Or yeah. Different. So this news is what kind of stops Hemlock from them shooting the ship down, and then they escape. And I was, I was really, so surprised. really surprised. <laughs> I, I did not know that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I expected so, this to be at least the mid-season finale. Oh, no yeah. kidding. Right. Yeah. 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 If not later. Instead, it's the oh. opening act. <laughs> yes. Well, now yeah. we know how Ventress and Cad Bane and uh, yeah. uh, Minamun's character. Yes. yes. And we know how those are going to come in. Yeah. Be like, yes. Oh, hey, That's remember how you caught her before? Right. Can we yeah. get yeah. We need to do that right. again? <laughs> yeah. Right. Can we wear Boba Fett comes in? Maybe we'll see Bosk. Yes. Bosk, yes. <laughs> I want to see classic bounty hunters. This is the perfect yes. opportunity yes. to have yeah. like Dengar, Orlam, IG88. All right, Colin. Yes. yes perfect please. opportunity, but I'm still bitter that the real perfect opportunity of having them show up yep. with the Boba Fett was just thrown in the garbage. Yes. Well, I, I know. I know. I remember. I know. I remember the other Josh and I were like talking about that how how it, it would have been sick to have Bosk show up and maybe fight alongside with like Black Rasantin and some of the other classic Bonnie Hunters showed up and then we didn't get that. But I would love to see Black Rasantin show up. That would actually be yeah. a really I would really still cool. love to see any of 
and yeah. any previous bounty hunters that yes. we've seen, it'd be yeah. awesome to see him show up here because yeah. pretty much Embo, every design everywhere yeah. in Star Wars is a killer design. Yes, yeah, yes. yes. cool to see him on screen. The the only weak bounty hunter design we see is a bounty hunter from Clone Wars who gets killed by Warsing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The, um, After they I try to can't kill think of his do. name. But he was just complaining the entire time. He's like, yeah. I don't want to do this job. This is so hard. Oh, yeah. Castus or whatever, right? Yes. Castus. 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 Yeah. I think it's Castus or something. Yeah. Something along. Yes. That. Yeah. Uh, but He's the yeah, only so... weak bounty hunter design. <laughs> yeah. So this really, this really kind of sets up the season of being like, there's going to be a lot more action in this one. It's going to be a lot more plot driven. It's definitely going to be more darker. And we have to remind ourselves that this is, we are now getting really close to the prime of where the empire is. So mm -hmm. I'm, so by the end of the show, we'll see that classic TK design mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. we'll see the empire of where maybe this might lead into the events of Andor. Like, like who right. knows? Like, there's so much that still needs to go on. There may be time jumps. We still have to see Ventress. We still have to see Commander yeah. Wolf. Yeah. Um, and eventually I think Omega will end up getting captured and she might not make it. I'm I'm just thinking that just because of this has to all tie in going forward into the sequence. So, I, so yeah. I want can I voice another sort of prediction, sort of just fear? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go. So. That Wrecker and Hunter are are going to figure out where Tantus is before Omega and Crosshair get in contact yep. with them, and then they just go to Tantus and become bait. Yeah, yeah. And oh, that's so reverse <laughs> Tantus. So yep. here's my thing about that: is is I think the place that they're going to go to right away is probably going to be Pabu, just because yeah. Omega has been there, so she knows that's mm, a safe place to go. True. So I think that the next episode we'll see Hunter and Wrecker dropping off the clone cadets, and oh, then right. they'll be yeah. like, "Oh no, there's a ship coming out of hyperspace!" And then mm -hmm. boom, comes Crosshair yeah. and Omega, mm -hmm. and then I, we get that reunion I, right away, guess, and then Echo and Rex if, show up. If they're mercenaries now too, maybe they keep an eye on the bounty hunters guild. Yeah. Wanted. yeah. Boards, so and in and in the trailer we see crosshair's classic armor right with the batch yep. doing the missions yeah. and so they have to reconnect at some point yeah you know oh, so yeah. in that way it makes you be yeah. like i think someone we, else in the armor we it, also yeah, i have thought about that i was like ah. we do see a shot of uh, a crashed shuttle with what looks yeah. like yeah. crosshair crawling out of it yeah in right the yeah and that does not look like it's on Pabu. No. Well, yeah, we get a Mainly for the lack of the... water. But... <laughs> void episode, like, Into the Void. Is that what it's called? If we get a repeat yes. of Into the Void, then it's just Crosshair. No, it's and it's a sunny crosshair, day in the void. Omega, and a dog. <laughs> sunny day in the void, starting yeah. with Omega and Crosshair. Please. And then D-Squad just comes over the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, yeah. Oh, so, uh... <laughs> That really concludes the first three episodes, and it definitely had me excited for the future. I again, I think most of us were not expecting for them to escape, so no. that really made me excited because I was like, Yeah, this not doesn't have to be drawn out. 
Yeah. I was, I was like, wow, this will not be drawn out. Like we'll be able to dive straight into the action yeah. and like all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super pumped to like to see more. And we know Cad Bane shows up. We know Fennec Chan shows up mm. uh, and, and, and we have commander Wolf and just so much more to look forward to. And the fact that it's going to be mainly plot driven is exciting because just more lore and stuff added into the world of Star Wars of where it makes other things make sense in the future. It's going to yeah. be like, oh my gosh, it's all complete, comes full circle. Yeah. So I'm really excited to go. But I'm going to give this uh, these first three episodes a rating um, from a scale from 1 to 10. I'm, I'm going to give it an 8. Um, <laughs> j- just because I thought the first episode was kind of slow. Um, uh, at, at first, but like it makes sense why it needed to be. But I'm giving it mm-hmm. eight out of ten. Yeah, I gave Josh? all three a ten. Yeah, yeah, ten. yeah. yeah. I, I gave it all a ten out of ten. Um, okay, mostly because you know we already saw Crosshair just as much in season three as we've seen him in season two. Um, yes. he's been a main character, <laughs> <to> <laughs> the and so I thought that was a ten out of ten. Then, yeah, I, I would give it an eight out of. 10 but like not in a bad okay. way i guess yeah people say numbers and it's like all right what's your scale yeah. for me like a 10 out of 10 at this point is reserved for siege of mandalore uh, okay. and like that that's not on this on uh, right level, you know like right. it's still no. very good yeah. Like yeah eight is eight is like my my very good and then nine is excellent excellent and then yeah. 10 is like another class of yeah, yeah. 10 yeah. is i've stopped yeah. and i'm rewatching it <laughs> i feel right. like maybe then it's 10 out of 10 for bad batch in my opinion yeah, yeah. well or it's you yeah. know for me it's yeah. 10 out of 10 for the potential opening it could have been so i had no idea it could be this yeah. good and expect it like kind of looking at the other seasons openings yeah um and two had a great you know sort of beginning but nothing mm-hmm. compared to this so yeah. for for what i was expecting i think it's a 10 out of 10 yeah, I mean, yeah. i'd say in the yeah. comparison of a three-act structure for just your first three episodes getting that the full scope of it i think that this starts the strongest out of any of the yeah. seasons for sure yeah. yeah yep agreed yep yeah, it's an incredibly yeah. strong start. I think episode two, surprisingly, the one without commandos, which I mentioned mainly just as a joke, <laughs> continuation of the characters, but uh, it was really solid. They had a lot of really good ideas yep. that executed well. They had a lot of great world building. The storytelling was great. The pacing was really solid, especially for episode two. So I think even just relative yeah. to on a bad bang scale, these are pretty solid. I'm tentatively excited and cautiously yeah. optimistic for what comes next because we've seen bad batch have great starts and then we're all stoked for the next week and then it stumbles yeah. very quickly yeah. and it take, it starts taking its time so i'm hoping that we continue uh-huh. this quality level of storytelling and even you know episodes that are slower like episode one, where it's a lot of character time yeah. because we had the 16 episodes 16 episodes is a lot so yeah i'm like yeah where do we hit the filler and if they can keep this kind of high going i'm gonna be okay it, I mean, it, it can be a roller coaster so i'm hoping that it's not the kind of filler that you're just sitting there you're like and i'm waiting for the next episode right. it's like I hope it's something interesting. I hope that we get an actual good send off. And the main thing I don't want to happen is to hit the end of the season and it feels rushed. 
where they like you're like yeah. I, they could have right. spaced yeah, yeah. this out. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. that, yeah. that a little bit in season two. Yeah, we got to, and, like the final yeah. arcs. You're like, whoa, and, all right. And <laughs> D. Bradley Baker's interviews he's been doing recently. There was at least one where he was asked, like, "Oh, how do you feel about the fact that the show is concluding?" And he made a point to say that he was very happy that they were going into this knowing it was the final season. Yes. And that it wasn't yeah. going to be mm-hmm. cut short like Clone Wars was. In right. Season. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, but uh but yeah, no. I I'm I'm so excited and I'm glad that we've got this until May. We have new episodes yeah. coming out all the way until Star May, Wars. which is so exciting, which means we have time from now until May to get a trailer for Acolyte or Skeleton Crew or Tales of the Jedi and then have some type of release for that weekend of May 4th. I'm just saying. It's, that's, it's not confirmed yeah. yet, but did you guys like see literally 15 minutes before we started this podcast? Collider apparently broke. It was June 5th for Acolyte. That's what I heard. That's good. That's fantastic because of <laughs> again. I, I don't think it's been shared officially anywhere, but that news story has been. Dude, Josh and I have been waiting ever since that trailer I, dropped. Yeah, we were just like, please. I'm more excited for Skeleton Crew, but I'll take Acolyte, yeah. I guess. I, I'm I'm telling you, give me live you, action. I'm very excited dude, for that. <laughs> there is yeah. this one shot, and it, it's I, and and I think it's the final shot in the trailer where it's just all the Jedi turn on their lightsabers, and I'm like, let's go. They are not soldiers; they're peacekeepers. They are doing what Jedi are normally supposed to do, and they're not pawns of the Senate. And I'm like, this is great. And if you are fans of the High Republic books and stuff like that, the show is going to be amazing. So I am so excited to uh, to have that finally come out. But yeah, no, there are great things on the horizon. Um, you can find us on uh, on Twitter uh, slash X, uh, actually no longer Threads or Instagram because for we the got, time being, for the time being, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, down which on we'll those. figure that out. I I was so disappointed today, but don't worry, that something will fix that. Um, uh, you can also sub. You, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com, and you can look us up at Star Wars Stuff Podcast 2187. We've been doing Clone Wars commentaries for a while there, and we've been having a lot of fun. Uh, so stay tuned for that. You can also find us on Facebook uh, at Star Wars Stuff Group, Star Wars Stuff Podcast page, and you can find all of our lovely friends down below. Oh, maybe, oh yeah, on it. There we go. It's there still it there. And J Guy Hunter spelled correctly. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yes. Uh, but yeah, no, guys. Um, this has been a blast. I'm so excited for the future. Uh, because things are just getting yes. started. Let's go. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. May the force be with you. Always. <laughs>